0: Chapter 16 of the Frithiof Saga. This is a LibriVox recording. All LibriVox recordings are in the public domain. For more information or to volunteer, please visit LibriVox.org. The Frithiof Saga by Ferdinand Schmidt. Translated by George Upton. Chapter 16 Frithiof comes to King Ring's court. On his high seat sat King Ring celebrating the great yuletide feast that fell on the winter solstice. Beside him, Ingeborg, his wife, like chilly autumn with the youthful spring. The mead horn went round, and joyous shouts and laughter filled the hall. Suddenly through the doorway entered an old man, tall of stature and wrapped from head to foot in a great bearskin. In his hand he bore a staff and walked as if bowed with age. None knew him and he quietly took his place on the bench near the door reserved for the poor the courtiers smiled to one another and pointed jeeringly at the shaggy figure while one playfully approached with intent to make sport of him for the amusement of the others with flashing eyes the stranger seized the rash youth whirled him about in the air and set him again on his feet unharmed whereat the courtiers smiles deserted them and they fell straight away silent what noise is that down yonder cried ring sternly come hither old man who thus disturbeth our kingly peace who art thou what brings thee here whence comest thou much dost thou ask o king replied the stranger yet all will i tell thee save my name that concerneth none but me in penitence was i reared want was my inheritance my latest bed a wolf's lair stride my dragon with his mighty wings. I flew swiftly hither from afar. Now my good ship lies frozen in upon thy shores. I came to hear thy words of wisdom, fame through all the land. When thy people just now sought to mock me, I seized a vain fool and swung him round about, but I did him no harm. Forgive me, king. Truly, the monarch cried, thou speakest well in wisdom's teachings bid us honour age come sit at the board but first i pray thee doff thy strange disguisement and show thyself in thy true form for deception is ever wont to be the foe of gladness at this the stranger let fall his hairy covering and there in place of an old man peered a youth of noble stature his loft brow shaded with bright flowing locks a blue mantle hung from his mighty shoulders and his tunic was held in place by a wide silver belt on which with cunning skill beasts of the forest were embossed heavy gold armlets encircled his arm at his left side hung a sword that gleamed like lightning fair as balder likely to the mighty thor and strength of limb he stood before the king and his astonished court for a moment his keen glance wandered about the hall then he seated himself calmly at the board The blood rushed to the cheeks of the queen till she glowed as crimson as the ice fields lit by flaring northern lights. But now the trumpet sounded, the signal for silence. It was the hour of the vow, and the crowned boar was borne into the hall on a silver charger and placed upon the board. Touching the head of the boar, Ring said, Hearken, ye warriors, to my vow. I swear to conquer Frithioff howsoever stout a champion he be so help me odin thor and frey the stranger rose with a frown and dashed his sword upon the board with such a clang that all the warriors sprang from their seats hear thou me likewise good sir king he cried that frithiof whom thou namest is my friend and kinsman and him i swear to guard with life and limb so help me norns and my good sword the king smiled thou speakest boldly he answered but words are free in northland's royal halls fill for him queen yon horn with draught of welcome i hope he'll tarry with us as our guest till spring returns this horn was a precious heirloom of the house broken from the forehead of the yuruz its feet were of silver wonderfully wrought while the golden rings about it were carven with strange runes with downcast eyes Ingeborg handed it to the guest, but she trembled so that the wine was spilled, and red drops gleamed on her white hand like evening's purple blushes on a lily. Unmoved, the hero took the mighty horn, lifted it to his lips, and at one drop drained it to the honor of his host. Then, at a sign from the king, the scald smote on his harp-strings, and chanted many a heart-stirring song and legend. In lofty words he sang of love and friendship, of freedom and the country's glory, of the high gods and Valhalla's wonders, till fire shot forth from every eye, and involuntarily every warrior grasped the handle of his sword. Deeply they drank throughout the night, and many a champion, like a tower of strength in battle, was vanquished by the sweetly foaming mead. End of chapter 16